0: Alison Marie Conway.
1: Is this Mark Sackway?
0: It is.
1: Oh my gosh. Welcome to your podcast, Space Truck. Thank, thank
0: you. Thank you for reminding me what it was called.
1: <laughs> it's been so long. I stations.
0: It has been a whole it's been a minute. Um
1: it- a minute. and But nothing's happened in the last two weeks.
0: So. Nothing notable I can think about <laughs> happened these past two weeks or the upcoming week.
1: I, I'm like nauseous just thinking about next week.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I've almost, I've been taking the strategy of just blocking everything out. I'm like, I put in my vote whatever happens, happens. I'll deal with it November 4th.
1: Yes. That's probably, yeah.
0: Mm. Or November 5th, because that's when they're counting the the mail-in ballots until... This is going to be a wild election, either way.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And I feel like never in my life before, ever, was I so educated on, like, the voting process in every single state and electoral Truly. votes and mail in ballots and in person voting and deadlines, all these things. I just never I never knew all the things I know now. Not even four years ago did I have any idea.
0: Yeah. I mean in in a sense it's good that we know all of this now for the next time we have a global pandemic election.
1: <laughs> look. Look, I'm just hoping that we have another election ever.
0: Yeah. That that's what we're That's <laughs> what we're aiming for.
1: <laughs> that's That's the modest goal for us in America at this point is just to secure another election after this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope we don't We don't go into a civil war, or...
1: lord, seriously.
0: Okay, let's... How about we get this out of the way? Talk each worst-case scenario out.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I mean, it's just... Let's just put it right out there. In fact, um... I guess the worst. I I don't even know. Like I'm afraid to say what I think the worst case is because every time I think I know what the worst is, it gets worse. Right. If that makes any sense, but um, like I don't know. And and also like when I think I know a thing, apparently I don't. Like people will have a different opinion. Like for instance, I was like, okay. We just need to overwhelm the scene and get Biden in there without any doubt. Like, so many votes for him that there's no question that he's the winner. Okay, sure. Right? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I'm for that. And then Mm -hmm. someone was saying, well, even if you do that, then if it's so overwhelming, then Trump's going to say, it's so overwhelming that it must be rigged. So this must be fake and it's a hoax and... Yada, yada yada all the things yes and i was like lord i didn't you would think i would have thought of that but i didn't even think of that i just it There's... kind of shows you how much trust i have in a system that i know so little about
0: right that we're learning so much about
1: yeah yes
0: in these past two months even maybe one month
1: Right, and how everything comes down to the wire, it feels like. Like, for instance, right. Frank, my son, Frank, your cousin, once removed.
0: Correct. Uh, I, I know him well.
1: <laughs> you remember Frank. We don't talk about Hank anymore, but Frank.
0: Hank. <laughs> that guy.
1: Yeah. Um, but Frank is moving from our house. In the suburbs to the city. Uh, moving day is Halloween day, so this puts him in a precarious situation because his polling place is up here, but he will be living down there.
0: Oh, did he? So vote he was like, real,
1: he thought. I'm sorry. What's that?
0: Did he vote already, or?
1: Well, so his plan was to vote in person because we were in this situation where we're worried about mail-in ballots as well so he was going to vote in person up the street from us but then he signed a lease for an apartment kind of unexpectedly three weeks ago and then it sort of dawned on us over time like oh you're going to be living in the city but you're polling places out here so he quickly uh made a good move and Applied for his mail-in ballot.
0: Okay, right.
1: Like maybe two weeks ago, but it didn't arrive till just today. Oh, but now you don't want to be mailing things in now, right?
0: Right. So what what I did is I had to request my mail-in ballot, and then um, the local high school near me. Was a drop-off place, oh, so that's awesome. yeah. So you're not dropping it into just a mailbox. You're dropping it to the to an election place. I don't right. know.
1: Right. So you're not going through the postal system at that point. It's right to right, the election office.
0: Right. Which uh, I hate it because I did work with the Postal Service for a while, for three years before my current job.
1: Oh yeah. And
0: they I never had a problem with them. I know I know people have had problems with the post office.
1: Okay. <laughs> Personally I never have.
0: So maybe I'm yeah. just lucky or trusting or naive. I never
1: but yeah.
0: but for The current administration to put restrictions on said post office was just a, is just a crooked move on their part. Yeah. One of many crooked moves on their part.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they have to go through all this trouble to suppress the vote. And here's another question that I had in my mind today. Mm Mm-hmm was voter intimidation is a crime, right? Right. It's illegal. So how is voter suppression not intimidating, not intimidation?
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a legal difference between the two, but I agree with the sentiment, yeah.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was reading uh there was like a someone wrote an article an opinion piece in the New York Times and the title of it was such that it was like Trump's strategy in Pennsylvania is to suppress the vote that and I'm like, is... that's, let's use our words correctly that's not a strategy that is criminal like that's not that's not a democratic strategy
0: right i mean i guess Cheating is a strategy.
1: <laughs> cheating, and yeah. That's, so, that,
0: that's not a game I want to play.
1: Yeah, it's just not something, I don't know. It's just so, I mean, I guess I remember thinking or the notion that, like, politics was dirty growing up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is just off the charts. Like, it's not even...
0: It's I'm amazing. wondering... I'm wondering if it if it's always been this bad or has gone up and down in levels of badness or if we're just more aware of it now because of social media and all that. I go back yeah. and forth. Either way, it's still bad right now and yeah. it should be changed.
1: Yeah, because either way, now we all see it and we know how to call it out for what it is.
0: Exactly. And I think um mm-hmm. so i had half a thought formed and i do that a lot
1: i, I would say,
0: um it kind of ties in with a topic i requested which was yeah. cancel culture
1: yes which i want to thank you so much for the background info that you sent to me the two or two or three videos so yeah interesting to hear both sides of what goes on with that.
0: Right, because I'm very conflicted about it personally, and I Uh. go back and forth. I have certain people and brands I've canceled for myself, but do I want them canceled permanently for everyone, forever?
1: Yeah, a different question
0: exactly so i think for we'll take one example um i don't shop on amazon at all
1: <gasps> really
0: not at all i haven't.
1: i am intrigued do you go on
0: um i mean first off jeff bezos he's got enough money he's he's doing all right He's not. <laughs> he's not struggling right. at all. I'm not pitying him at all. He has all the privilege and wealthy needs to last yeah. times. Um, also, he, from what I'm getting, he doesn't treat the workers right or like works works them to the bone.
1: Mm their fingers Mm -mm. to the bone.
0: Is that the phrase? Either way.
1: It's horrifying.
0: Right. So, due to all that, I'm like, if it's gonna cost me a couple extra dollars to buy something somewhere else, I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna do that, vote with my dollar as you will.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And then, on the flip side of that, I think... Should should it be canceled for everyone? Should Amazon just be gone? And I think mm. no. Because, I mean, one, there's people who can't afford to shop otherwise. Right, like we're, right. They, Amazon has good deals.
1: Yeah, and, yes.
0: And good shipping.
1: Yeah, they've got it all over everything.
0: Yeah, they figured out the system. Like, yes. If they were a completely moral company that, or <laughs> Jeff Bezos was like, I'll solve world hunger real quick. Then, yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, I'm on board. I love this. This is great.
1: Yes, which he could do.
0: He could. But, I mean, that's just for me. One example of cancel culture and how I feel and don't feel about it.
1: Yeah, right. That it's a personal decision based on moral things that really upset you personally. But then mm-hmm. two questions canceled, do you mean forever? And then canceled, do you mean for the whole, like everybody? And actually, one of the things that's really interesting that you bring up Amazon because I wasn't thinking about corporations. I was thinking about individuals, but corporations are treated under the law as individuals. As far as I understand, Uh. I, I, I could be very wrong about that, but I, there's some kind of reason like that. They can't be, I don't know. I shouldn't speak out of turn. Something about the tax, tax reasons like they're taxed or policed as though they were an individual person they have the rights of an individual person
0: huh that is interesting I,
1: don't, I would have to look into that but what I was thinking was like Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. talking about right like if it was a government regulation that Amazon had to pay its due that it wouldn't be up to Jeff Bezos anymore like we wouldn't rely on Jeff Bezos waking up and feeling like doing the right thing. He would be required by law to do the right thing and give however much money to make sure that people like his work, people working for Amazon, the average worker has been taken care of. Right. Would that I, then make it easy that, for you to shop there?
0: I think, and a. Again, in theory, all things are great. Can Jeff Bezos solve world hunger? In theory, he could, but I'm sure there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And
1: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, for sure,
0: like nothing is as easy as it sounds. But at some point, I think it is. Do we trust the politicians with deciding? who's right where that money goes.
1: Okay. Like, you mean so, an Elizabeth Warren?
0: Right. Like, Elizabeth Warren, sure. Do I trust her to distribute funds equally, fairly, to places where they'll be used the most?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do the most and good then, for the least among us.
0: Right. And then also mm-hmm. do I trust like Mitch McConnell to do that as well.
1: Oh, good God. He can't do anything. He's like the he's like the purple black handed creature. <laughs> what, is right. happening? what
0: is happening? I I don't know what's happening with that man. But oh I think God. it's <sighs> we're like when we give so much power to the government,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then we have to keep that government in check in theory of voting but i mean we've seen what happens with voting like donald trump got elected
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think one of the things to that exact point that i have learned myself and i've had conversations with other people who are new to feeling this dire about A presidential election but even in the primaries as well it was like very evident that we all need to pay much stricter attention to local elections state elections you know what i mean like for everybody to sort of freak out about a presidential election when things are so dire it kind of shows that we haven't been fighting all along Uh or at least
0: it's mean, the thing we put like, off for so long, and now it's <laughs> coming to bite us.
1: Yeah, but I do see a huge change. Like One of the things I was thinking about was all of us who have now signed up for mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. Like when I did that, I checked a box that said, you know, let me do this every election. So now I will not miss an election because the ballot will appear... Yeah. To me home without me even seeking it out yeah. so I'm much more likely to participate in every single election
0: yeah that's great I think that is I think that's the future of voting now or mm-hmm. the present of voting for a lot of us who have chosen to do that and I know in, yeah. I think in some European countries that is just the default
1: Yes, I've heard two things that are default that make so much sense to me. The first one was, I think maybe it was Roxanne Gay who tweeted something like, you know, realize that in Canada there is no such thing as voter registration. If you pay taxes, then you get a ballot mailed to your house. You're not registering somewhere. So even just voting registration is a form of suppression.
0: Yeah. It's all we've created this wild system. Yeah. That. Very... We just keep building upon and keep making amendments to the constitution. It just
1: <laughs> Enough. Enough with the amendments. I'm so sick of it. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think <laughs> at what point do we just start over? <laughs> Right. Do we write a new Declaration of Independence?
1: <laughs> 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 just, I mean, Just I cancel we... America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, that could go a couple different directions, I guess. Oh yeah, it would guess. be horrible. <laughs> in some sense, though, it's very interesting you say that because In some sense, that is exactly what Trump is doing. He's dismantling America from the inside out. He's like, everything is canceled. No more science. No more environmentalism. No more journalism. No more justice system. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. he's burning the shit to the ground.
0: Yeah. It's scary and terrifying. And then there's also that part of me that wonders...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is this what the Republicans felt during Obama?
1: <gasps> whoa! Like, whoa!
0: Were they okay.
1: as? I'm gonna take a sip of my wine here. Um, that was a very thing.
0: Interesting... <laughs> You're gonna need it.
1: <laughs> You're like, wait, do you hear what I have to say next? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is just. <laughs> It pops into mind, because these people are, they're Americans, and they clearly have thoughts and feelings of their own, so I'm told. And
1: I've heard that that as well about them.
0: I'm kidding. And it's like, if we are being as progressive and accepting and not wanting to cancel people. Mm Mm-hmm. To what extent do we accept the other party?
1: hmm Yeah, that's a really... That's been on my mind as well. And it actually came up because somebody posted something about... Uh, something like... It's not related, but it's kind of related. Like, he was saying... You should be open to all opinions or all viewpoints, right? Like, the only way to have a dialogue is to respect both sides, essentially, we'll say.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: And I do get that. And I do respect that. And I understand it. And there are some conservative views that if I am speaking with someone who's a conservative, I understand it's a different of, difference of philosophy, like big government, small government, how much intervention is too much, too little, right? And you can have these yeah. kind of but then I think there's a whole separate, there's like this whole separate animal that is Trump, which is not conservatism. It's like diabolical authoritarian fascism that, yeah, like, I don't know that a, the, the regular average Republican is that. I mean, I wouldn't blanket the term and say they are all such and such, you know?
0: Right. Uh, You can't do that either.
1: Um, Right.
0: Yeah, I think some of that is like idolatry for Trump even. Yeah. He's such a figure. He's like I I'm going to make this comparison knowing knowing full well I'm not I'm going to get talked about it. I feel like Donald Trump Uh is the Bernie Sanders of Republicans. Whoa. Where everyone's just, it's fueled by anger, and everyone's just standing behind him, screaming and rallying.
1: Hmm, this is very interesting.
0: And that's not to say, like, I like Bernie Sanders. I think he has great viewpoints. I think he's a revolutionary. I think he's done a lot of great things for progressive movement okay but i do think he does have that fan club mentality or not even yeah. that as it that yeah. he's gathered the cult like following
1: yes and is that by his design or is it just something that people wanted and so they made it happen for themselves like the bernie bros
0: right I think Trump is definitely doing it by design.
1: Yeah, right, 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 right. That's a, that's a good point. Like what's there's what's happening out in the world and then there's what the intention of the individual is. Like the intention of Trump is just massive destruction and cruelty. Is the intention of Bernie Sanders the same thing? I don't believe so.
0: I I don't even I think Trump's intention is just to stroke his own ego, personally. I don't think...
1: Uh,
0: Personally, I don't think he has a horse in any fight. I think he is just that spineless that he will do whatever his fans want. I think he...
1: Like the narcissist.
0: Yeah, he'll say whatever people want to hear and
1: okay so you think that he's saying what they want to hear not that he's telling them what they should think
0: i think it goes back and forth yeah
1: yeah Yeah.
0: i I think there are the there are the people who have the strong opinions and then trump who is reflecting it back at not only Mm -hmm. them but also people who are just easily influenced by these people yeah. or around them and I think that happens on the progressive side as well mm-hmm. with liberals like
1: screaming liberals
0: right And am <laughs> <I'm it's>, kidding <laughs> <laughs> we do scream though well, but it's I don't know. I think we all have different ways of going about it and expressing our political beliefs and with the internet and social media, just everything has been brought to an extreme.
1: Yes, I think that's such a good point. The whole extreme thing, like this polarization, as they say, right? Like the extreme, everybody looks at the other as the extreme version of themselves, like like you were saying um, about the Republican side, the conservative side, some somebody on that conservative bend was on. I forget what I was listening to, uh, maybe NPR or something. But he was saying, you know, I feel like the minute I talk about my views as a conservative you on the progressive side are going to demonize me and you're going to not listen to me right off the cuff because you're like, all Republicans are such and such, you know, and their views are nasty and cruel and you kind of miss them out of turn. And it's happening vice versa because if you say you're a liberal, they're like, you don't get it. You're way too, you know, we don't want socialism, and, like, everybody's decided that anyone on the other side is the extreme version of that. Exactly. Yes. Well,
0: not great for our country. Was that? It's not great for our country, turns out.
1: No, it's a good way to collapse a society, right? Because you can't even talk to each other. Yeah. That's definitely a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: <gasps> wow. I am so glad we talked about all that. Ooh, that has been on my mind all week, all month.
0: Right? It's...
1: <laughs> I just, I do, I think next week is actually going to be really... Mm. I wrote a blog post today on my website, like, getting through next week. Next week, next Three months because Trump's going to go ballistic either way. So before January twentieth, who the hell knows?
0: Yeah, I think I think the collective anxiety will go down after the election just because we'll know the
1: results. I think we'll know. I do believe that. I maybe I'm naive, but I still have. Um, some faith in the system itself. And I really do think that there are many more factors this election that didn't exist in the previous election, like a lot of this comparing this election to 2016.
0: Yeah. There
1: is a lot of people undecided for Hillary, even at this point.
0: Yeah. I think Hillary lost because... One, because she was a woman and this country is a little bit sexist. You heard it here first. Wait. Wait.
1: Is that what?
0: Allie, Allie, I'm mansplaining feminism to you.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. I can get into the mansplaining. I have ventured into speaking about politics and I'm almost flabbergasted at the level at which people will mansplain to me as if a woman can't speak intelligently about politics. It's absolutely stunning and amazing to me, but in any event, yes, we have definitely, we definitely had issues. We could not sit with the idea of a Hillary presidency. We weren't ready for that. I think we weren't ready for Elizabeth Warren to be the candidate. I, I just think there is something to be said about where we are that Joe Biden is, who we have to yeah. get behind. Like, yeah. a 78-year-old and a 74-year-old white man, these are the two options. Still. Right.
0: <laughs> and I think, the thing is, if you would ask me, like, um, even four years ago, mm-hmm. and, like, at the end of the Obama administration, if, like, if you, if it was, like, Oh, Joe Biden's running for president. I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's great! He's so cool." <laughs> and now, just because because of all of it, I think once again, I hate to bring up Bernie Sanders into this.
1: No, but I think is.
0: a lot of a lot of people got behind him, which was great, and behind that movement, like mm-hmm. the. Of democratic socialism thing, yes. I think that I mean that's going to continue to revolutionize this country for years to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I think it did have the drawback when Hillary was announced as the candidate.
1: <gasps> that's right. That's absolutely right. Yep, because some people just refused to back he- her. Like this people timeline. canceled Hillary. Oh man, she was still cancelled in some circles. Oh yeah. Um and it just wasn't it, there wasn't the breakthrough. And she did, you know, she did a lot of things wrong too. She should have done more than she did, in my opinion, campaigning, you know. She didn't yeah. go to places she needed to be. This year there though. Were- all I can see is every single person who was on the debate stage in the primaries debating against Biden is now pulling for him, campaigning for him. Like, the Democrats at least have gotten that part right, where they realize that it is it will destroy them if they don't all get behind their person.
0: Yeah, but was it like that last election as well? That's what I... I was under the impression that maybe not
1: as much, though. No, because I don't... Like, I think there was still... People were still livid about Bernie not being the candidate. Even when it was Mm -hmm. announced that Hillary was. I feel like there was still this angst and there wasn't enough done to say, okay, we, we got behind Bernie, but now you must get behind Hillary. Like, I don't think... Because the other thing that happened in the in 2016 was that neither had been president yet, right? So we didn't really people didn't know what a Trump presidency would be like, and they didn't know what a Hillary Hillary presidency would be like. They couldn't know, so people yeah. were kind of imagining what they thought it would be on both sides. But this time I mean, around, people no know one had
0: a, Obama hadn't been a president before he was a president. Oh. The thing with Trump is he hadn't been any kind of politician whatsoever. Right. Hillary had the the prerequisites.
1: Yeah, which worked together in some ways. Yeah. Because some people didn't like her. They didn't like Bill Clinton, therefore Hillary Clinton, or vice versa. Like, there's a lot of history there. That too. And a mistrust, and then the email thing dropped at the last minute, and then freaking Comey and the whole bit. That was oh, my gosh! All of the that that we've been through. Somebody, there was some cartoon. I don't know if it was the New Yorker or something, and it's like a woman walking into her living room and she looks exhausted, and the husband's like, "What happened?" And she's like, "I waited." I don't know, some equivalent of, like, four years to vote. She's like, I waited three years. Like, people are saying how long the voting lines are. Yeah. Like, I waited two, two hours to vote. It's like, no, we've been waiting for four years to vote.
0: <laughs> Truly.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I think I'm with you, though. Once Once the third is over, at least we're past that, like... That hurdle of of what's gonna happen up until that day, and then the rest is gonna be in many ways out of our control.
0: Out of our control for now, I think. Yeah, I mean, out of our control, definitely. But I think we know it's gonna go one of two ways. There's not (laughs) there's not gonna be a tie, (laughs) right? Um. Who is it? Jill Stein isn't going to come out of the blue, and
1: that's another thing. I remember seeing you guys like right before the election four years ago. I think because I always host Pumpkin Fest, so we're always together right before election day. Right. <laughs> I remember. I think it was you saying, or maybe it was Kate, but just talking about like people piss me off who say they're going to vote for Jill Stein. Like, this is not the time to go third party. It's too important. But I don't think people got that before. I think people really see that now.
0: Yeah, now, now we've seen it. Now yeah, we know. Yeah,
1: no excuse at this point. We all know what's what.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it would be this hard of a struggle, I'll admit that.
0: Yeah. And I'm look, I'm just glad the political ads are gonna end.
1: I know, I know. Although some of them that have Biden in them, I love watching them because he's so compassionate. And I watch them for like five minutes and I just pretend that he's the president. Yeah, (laughs) I just go full delusional. And I'm like, our president, isn't he so kind?
0: That is that's a great strategy.
1: Yeah, well, whatever works. That and Halloween I, candy and. Yep,
0: yeah, I've been getting more Trump ads lately. I watch, I feel like I mainly consume like Netflix and YouTube. Netflix doesn't have ads, but YouTube does. And
1: ah, oh, really.
0: I've gotten ads for Trump in Spanish.
1: Which- <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why that's funny. It's just so, like, iconic. Like, how do we get here?
0: It's the perfect summation of what 2020 has been.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's like, what? Just what?
0: Uh, But, I mean, like, they're showing Trump in this positive light. Or, rather, they're showing Biden in this negative light. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It's all like smear campaigns. Am I using that?
1: Uh, it's apocalyptic. I mean, it's crazy,
0: right? And it's it's fear mongering is what it is.
1: That's what it is. You say it,
0: and then we're all getting super hyped up about it, and and we're all having panic attacks.
1: <laughs> I'm glad and... you said that. Y'all <laughs> are.
0: And then part of me is like, okay, whatever happens, it's going to be relatively okay.
1: There will still be space trash podcasts, people. Don't fret. We will still be here for you.
0: We will still be here no matter who wins. (laughs)
1: That's right. I mean, some things are constant.
0: Yeah. Like, we're all going to go to Target next weekend and
1: are we allowed to go to target we just can't go to amazon
0: we i'm okay if you want to get into it into it <laughs> everywhere not? you shop is a lie Grow <laughs> your own food weave your own clothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> could you imagine oh my lord i will tell you though like since the pandemic situation hit, like, I guess back in March was when I stopped going into the office for eight months or something like that. Okay. And, uh, I will tell you, like, I'm like, why are, I am no longer spending exorbitant amounts of money on <laughs> clothing, shoes, <laughs> grooming, <laughs> it's like the Mm hair and the makeup and all the things i'm like what i took a pause and now i'm back in the office but i'm just not spending near the time or energy that i used to on appearances
0: yeah i have an interview tomorrow and they asked me to dress business casual and i'm like do i even still have that is that still (laughs) a thing
1: at this point what does that even mean can you please define that exactly (laughs) this is casual
0: and I'm like I'm I'm at home in my pajamas I don't want
1: (laughs) it's like business
0: casual COVID edition or
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right when uh, it's just so many things got in put in perspective for me. And some of, you know, this corporate stuff is just such a, such a sham. It's such a game. Like you have to look the part and act the part and it's exhausting.
0: Yeah, truly. It's like for we're putting.
1: What? For what?
0: For, for the system, man.
1: For the money. We so- we're sellouts. <laughs>
0: yeah truly
1: I mean, of course you're gonna real. hey fuck on your interview by the way thank you um
0: yeah i'll i'll dress on up and
1: and <laughs> say <laughs> yes
0: i love corporate america
1: yay corporate
0: i love being a slave to capitalism
1: <laughs> it's super fun it's super uplifting um I was trying to think of a smooth segue into cancel culture because I definitely want to get into that video that you shared from middle um, ground.
0: Uh, yes. The, I think the series is called middle ground. Uh, the company is, or the channel is Jubilee. It's called.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I, what did you, what was your big takeaway from it? Ooh. takeaways
1: okay I'll tell you one big one because it ties into let me see I actually have a couple of notes that I wrote down because one of the things that I thought was an interesting point was one of the gentlemen in that video I think who was pro cancel culture said that it's some form it's Cancel culture is some form of digital activism. Huh, like yeah, this idea that if you cancel someone because of what they've done, then you're sort of an activist in that way. That you're silencing like a bad voice, I guess. Yeah. But but I also happen to come across a quick video that obama had put out about cancel culture oh yeah (laughs) he was he was like on an interview with some some panel or something like some culturally relevant young people were hanging out with a cool obama and he was saying like that's not activism like just shutting someone down and shaming them and not letting them speak ever again that's judgment to make you feel better but it's not activism because you're not actually changing anything. Yeah. So and that I... was kind of interesting to me because the, the bulk of what I have actually experienced and followed on social me- media that would be considered cancel culture has been around an activist who may... I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like a white woman who claimed to be an activist for equality. And she ended up getting herself in hot water because she was doing things that were inappropriate. And she got called out and called in by, you know, friends and allies, people of color saying, you can't be saying this. This is why it's wrong. You're using spiritual bypassing or, you know, gaslighting. And she just kept hmm. on and kept on. So then she was canceled essentially. Like the whole activist community that I was following kind of said, "Here's why this is wrong, and here's why we're not dealing with this person anymore." And she really was effectively shut down.
0: Wow. All right,
1: that's so. That my experience was around like more of an activism point of view. But then there's a whole, you know, like there's a whole other scene which is celebrity like R. Kelly being cancelled. Right. Should he be I canceled? think
0: what I took from this is one of my worst fears is becoming a celebrity.
1: Mmm. <laughs> okay, really? Well, it might I be think a worse you realized because this podcast is friggin...
0: It's taken off, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not to make a space trash <laughs> corny <laughs> reference, but really might launch your career.
0: Definitely. Um, But it's... When people are, like, following your every move and take everything you say as gospel or remember everything you've said and done that, like, opinions change all the time. And, like, we're constantly learning and we're in progress.
1: Yes!
0: So... It's almost like, I don't want to, I'm scared to put anything out there, just because, oh no, what if I find out? That's cancelable. Not that I'm, like, making super offensive jokes, but people can, like, for example, comedy. Comedy changes all the time, of course.
1: Yes.
0: and we're going, like, you go back 10 years to whatever Ellen DeGeneres said. And it's not not great to know. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres has been canceled.
1: Yeah, for a minute, I think she What I couldn't. I, I'm not sure if she still is or not.
0: I think. I mean, one of the things I got from this video is that it's your own personal choice of whether you cancel someone or not it's like it's hard to get someone universally canceled
1: yeah that's a tricky one and even then like and I want to get back to something you just said so I made a note about it because what you said before was really interesting to me in terms of being a creative person and being afraid of cancel culture but real (laughs) quick like Harvey Weinstein I think they bring him up in the video and the question becomes right harvey weinstein because to me also it matters to me why the person was canceled like there's a scale like you hear that maybe ellen has been cruel to her staff in some ways some negligent ways Mm -hmm. but then harvey weinstein in my opinion is on a whole nother monstrous level right like right victim of heinous sexual crimes like that is a whole different level to me but also at the same time are you then not not watching any movie that he ever made right but then yeah. the victims of what he has done are in these movies so now you're canceling all of them as well it gets pretty complicated
0: yeah and it comes back to can we separate art from the artist right and I mean, my opinion, take it or leave it, I think, in mean, my opinion, is pirate those movies. That way no one gets any money. <laughs> but,
1: oh, wow. I didn't think of that. Okay.
0: But I think if a person has shown remorse and then has shown that they are actively changing, like... yeah say, we'll skip Weinstein for a second. Uh, (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres, if she's like, hi, I've been douchey to my (laughs) crew. Um, I'm going to try to make it a better place for everyone. And then she shows that and actively changes and we get the crew to give her the thumbs up. Then Bring back into uncancelled culture.
1: Yeah. Reformed. Uh, Yeah.
0: Right. But Harvey Weinstein, I think now his team or something is saying, if he if he stays in prison for this long, he'll die. And it's like, yeah, criminals Mm -hmm. die in prison sometimes.
1: Yes, is this news to some people?
0: I think it's news to rich people,
1: right? Yeah.
0: When you have that much, like wealth and accumulation, which is also part of why I'm afraid to be a celebrity because it's if yeah. I reach that high of a level, then normal people' problems don't affect me anymore. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's unrelatable
1: right you're so like, high above
0: right just <laughs> class levels almost it's and yeah, it's
1: well, we do we tend to i think there's that real um phenomenon especially in america i guess across the world of like worship of celebrities like we we worship them they become you know, we look at them as though they are some sort of moral high ground because they have money and fame and influence and, you right. know, style. So we have this image of them as sort of pure and perfect. And that's not true of anybody.
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> which was such a good point that you said earlier, because I took a note which was... What does cancel culture do to the creative mindset? Because if you are afraid, like a lot of a lot of the beauty of being a creator, of being an artist, is to get out there and do crazy shit and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and not be afraid to make those mistakes. And if you are afraid to make mistakes, then you get into this perfectionism, which is totally paralyzing. Yeah. So in that regard, I don't like the cancel culture because I feel like it makes you feel terrified in a space where art is supposed to make you feel expansive and safe to yeah. express yourself.
0: I completely agree. I feel like that's Ooh. where I'm at now with my art. Really? And a you lot want of-
1: to be free to, ex- to do anything but you're holding back?
0: Right, because I'm like oh, well, would this character do this with their background? Or, like, can I even write for this background because I am a white cisgender male?
1: Ah, interesting. But you would like to write characters that are not of your same orientation.
0: Right. I want to be inclusive in that regard. Ah. Also... But also, I don't want to speak on their behalf. Right. And it's, it's like characters versus. I don't know, I don't want to say stereotypes, yeah. but even, like, should I be the one to tell this story?
1: Wow, you just made me think of. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Seth Meyers. I don't know. No, or I he,
0: know
1: of him. Okay, he has this segment and it's called <laughs> Jokes Seth Can't Tell. <laughs> oh okay. no. He, he sits at his desk and it's like he says, you know, a bunch of my writers on the show write jokes that are really funny, but we don't feel it's appropriate that I tell the jokes because I am a cisgender white male. So hmm. he brings up Amber Ruffin I don't know if you know her
0: I feel like I've heard of her yeah
1: okay yeah black woman comedian who got her start on Seth's show and now she has her own show she's hilarious so she'll tell some of the jokes and then there's another woman who is a lesbian who tells the lesbian jokes (laughs) and like it's just really it's it's classic and it's funny and I feel like Seth Meyers is really good at um I think that was a very sort of groundbreaking thing to do in my opinion to like just upfront say like look at there's jokes that are funny and I can't tell them like yeah <laughs> to acknowledge
0: importance.
1: it Yeah and then it gives also the platform to two women a lesbian and a woman of color who are traditionally it's harder for them to break through and get time on like a major comedy show so I thought it was a cool way to like share the mic type thing
0: Yeah that's, I like that.
1: Yeah, I'll send but you then, a clip. You'll get a kick out of it, hopefully.
0: And then are we, in five years, going to find something wrong with that somehow?
1: Maybe. I do think, to your point earlier, we have to leave room for this idea of evolution and you know, changing our minds about things, like not to bring it back to politics. I'll just say this real quickly because it came to my mind and then we can move away from it. But like Joe Biden, right? Like they're like, but you did this back in 1980. He's and he'll say like, yes, and it was wrong. And I made a mistake. And now here's what I'm going to do moving forward. Like people are going to evolve and change. That's just the nature of a human who's trying their best. Like, I think it comes down to like, do you trust this person? Do you believe their intentions? Like, what are their intentions? Are they good or are they malicious?
0: Right. And then, I mean, if we back, if we go into that, there's the psychology of how to seem like your intentions are good and not malicious.
1: <gasps> yes. Allie, yeah.
0: so complicated.
1: Oh my God. I mean, it's just so complicated and if you're willing to like stretch your mind and go into the creative field Mm -hmm. it gets even more complicated like I feel like no wonder some people hesitate to get their creativity on because it's like but I don't know all the things that I feel like I should know but you have to do it anyway
0: yeah you just gotta keep pushing
1: and i really and and especially comedy like that is such a risk taking genre i guess is the word i'm looking for like a like a creativity space where it says what is funny is so objective and subjective like you think a thing is funny some people have different kinds of humor
0: yeah comedy is like,
1: It's um, it's got to be such a a a strange thing to navigate. Like, what subjects are on the table? Like, what are you are you what are you using your comedy to do? Are you using it to make a statement? Are you using it to just talk about regular things about controversial things? Yeah. What what is your sort of scene? It's tricky. It's tricky.
0: It's tricky. Oh.
1: So there's a lot to think about that. And, and to just segue real quickly, because I know that we are approaching our one hour mark, which I can't believe. Because right. there's nothing I can still talk to you about. But It feels um, <laughs>
0: like we haven't talked about anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: also that we've talked about
1: everything. And yet that we're just about to button this up. So perfectly on a quick segue to the other video you sent me, which I thought was really awesome. And I'll probably link to it on my blog. When I post this episode, the Sarah Silverman clip where she speaks about people are going to find somewhere where they are loved and accepted. And if you are going to cast them out from progressive, conversation and publicly shame them they might find their way to a hate group they might find their way somewhere you don't want them to go yeah i i thought that was very very intelligent
0: yeah that it makes sense like like as someone who did comedy it's like oh do i do the and i know sarah silverman has done like the edgy comedy or like the where she's used, like, racial slurs. And as as a Oof. person, I found it funny. And now I'm like, oh, that, that wasn't cool at all. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's a reprogramming of your brain, almost.
1: Wow, that is such a great word. That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, and we gotta figure out how to one, how to breach these people on the other side who who are in a, in a bad place and how to bring them over and how to, I don't want to say reprogram them, but allow <laughs> them to reprogram themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort of allow them like space to to not be i think sarah silverman calls it a uh, righteousness porn which i thought was so poignant like it is like at some point i think and this is one of the major criticisms of progressivism quote unquote right is like this sort of righteousness and you know like for instance somebody might I don't know, mess up uh, mess up in, in an innocent way because they are not used to using, I'm just pulling something out of the air here, but like getting used to honoring someone's pronouns. And that's sure, a yeah. new vocabulary to get used to using. And somebody might make a mistake or they might not quite understand, you know, how to speak about sex versus gender and this kind of thing. And it's new for people. So I think... I would rather err on the side of include the most amount of people that you can and let people come in and get used to it and make mistakes when they're honest mistakes. And like you said earlier, if they apologize for it and they really mean well and they're trying as opposed to you screwed up you don't get it. You're, you know, sexist, racist, whatever. And we're never speaking to you again because that, that then people are afraid to engage in anything at all. And it shuts down communication.
0: Right. It's, it keeps us in our liberal bubble, if you will.
1: (laughs) The lib lib bubble. bubble. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it's, I don't know. I feel like on space trash. One of the, one Here of on space trash. We, we would like one of the values we would like to uphold, I believe knowing you and knowing me is inclusivity to the degree that it is possible.
0: Yes. So next week we will have Mitch McConnell on.
1: We're just going to have Mitch McConnell's hand.
0: <laughs> just going to go back and forth, see what happens.
1: <laughs> we spitball a few things. <laughs> <Yeah. Let's... laughs>
0: you know, shoot the shit and just... <laughs> uh, oh all right.
1: god. I mean, I know he's probably got a whole lineup of other progressive podcasts that he's doing after the election, but we'll give it a whirl.
0: yeah put our put our name on the ballot. Yeah. Go vote people.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely vote and put your if you have a mail in ballot, put it in a drop box. Otherwise yep. vote in person. It's getting down to the wire at this point. Yep. And next time, join us next time when we speak about the post election. Oh yes, post
0: election special. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will be live post election <laughs> on our next episode, and until then, um, um,
0: what was our what, tag we wash, had at the end?
1: Wash your hands, wear a mask. We love you. We love you. We love you too, Mark. You're the best. Thanks well, for being.
0: Of course, anytime. But only on Thursdays <laughs> at 7.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or 7.15. Barring any emergencies.
0: Right. Of course. little late good
1: today. Luck tomorrow. Good luck on your interview. Let, let's let make sure next time we have a chat about it.
0: Yes. And good luck with all everything you're doing.
1: Good luck, America.
0: We're rooting for you.
1: We're rooting for you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.